Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone, your journey, our passion. And by Dow Automotive Systems, improving durability and increasing design flexibility with Betamate structural adhesives at DowBetamate.com. This is AutoLine Daily, your window into what's happening in the global automotive industry. And there's a lot of good financial developments at General Motors today. First, Moody's boosted GM to investment grade status, which the company lost back in 2005 as it went through its financial meltdown on the way to bankruptcy. With that investment rating, GM is going to sell corporate bonds, then take the proceeds and buy back preferred shares from the UAW VIBA Trust. Those preferred shares pay a 9% return. Merrill Lynch estimates GM will save $240 million a year by redeeming those shares. It also says this could lead to GM paying a dividend on its common shares. Merrill Lynch has a buy recommendation on GM stock with a price objective of $56 a share. GM is currently selling for around $27 a share. Chrysler is making its move to become a publicly traded company once again. CEO Sergio Marchione filed for an IPO in an effort to fully take over Chrysler. The company was trying to buy the remaining Chrysler shares from the UAW's Viva Healthcare Trust, but neither side could agree on a price. The trust wants a billion dollars more than what Marchione is offering. So Marchione wants to take Chrysler public to let the market decide how much Chrysler is worth. He believes the market price will be closer to his offer and not what the UAW Viva is holding out for. Speaking of Chrysler, some very interesting executive moves taking place at Fiat Chrysler. Scott Garberding, who was most recently the head of purchasing for Chrysler, was named chief purchasing officer for the Fiat Group, and Mauro Pino was named as head of manufacturing for the Chrysler Group. We've already seen Fiat Chrysler CEO Sergio Marchione cross-pollinate management talent between the companies, such as with Pietro Gorlier at Mopar and Olivier Francois as the CMO for the Chrysler Group. But this is the first time we've seen a Chrysler exec like Garberding take such a senior position at Fiat. Clearly, Sergio is getting ready to merge the companies together. And hey, what is the matter with the new Jeep Cherokee? Chrysler just halted production again. It was supposed to go on sale in July, but was delayed due to fit and finish issues and later on because of problems with its new nine-speed transmission. Chrysler says it stopped production because it already has enough vehicles to stock dealerships, but workers at the plant told the Detroit News production was halted because of transmission issues again. Dealers are screaming for the new Cherokee. Jeep sales are down about 2.5% this year because of those lost sales. Coming up next, I'm going to tell you why the auto industry is getting its butt kicked by the oil industry. Dow Automotive Systems, driving solutions in automotive, commercial transportation, and aftermarket with innovative products like Betamate structural adhesives. Lighter, stronger, safer. DowBetamate.com. Oil companies are much better at getting their way in Washington, D.C. than the car companies because they do a better job of lobbying. For example, 
back in the 1980s, there was a raging debate about evaporative emissions. When motorists fill up their fuel tanks, enough gasoline or diesel fuel evaporates through the nozzle to make a noticeable difference in air quality. That's why you often hear warnings on high ozone days during the summer not to fill your tank. The decision that the regulators faced back then was to A, require evaporative emission systems on every single vehicle sold in the American market, or B, require evaporative traps on every fuel pump at every station. If they had gone with the traps at every gas station, it would have been a one-time change and that would have been that. Instead, regulators forced automakers to put elaborative evaporative systems on every single vehicle they make, even though they're not as effective. The energy needed to manufacture and install those systems on millions of vehicles every single year probably produces as much pollution as they are designed to save. Why didn't we just put them on the gas station pumps, which are better at trapping those emissions? Because the oil lobby did not want its members to absorb the cost, so they dumped it on the auto industry instead. Today, the argument is about reducing CO2 emissions. Now, the fastest way to do that is to reduce the amount of carbon in fuel through ethanol blends or other measures. So why are not regulators going after the source of carbon emissions? Because the oil lobby doesn't want to hear about it. Automakers need to craft a strategy on how to get the oil industry to carry the load, and they better get started right now to start shaping public opinion. Otherwise, big oil will easily push the problem back on them because it has a better lobby. Anyway, that's how I see it. And thanks for watching today's report, and please join us again here tomorrow.